everybody. How's it going? I hope you're doing well this morning. This is the 75th episode that uh, has been broadcasted as I've gone through the first part of the Pilgrim's Progress. And it's possibly the last. Um, there is one final chapter. There's quite a few pages here. Um, in this final chapter of the book, of part one. But, yeah, this is the final part. Uh, so, now that I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, yeah, there's no way this is the... Uh, there'll be probably a, at least a couple more episodes to finish out this last chapter. But this is the last chapter. Um, Christian and Hopeful in the scene are crossing a river. This river is a picture of the final battles that many uh, believers will have to fight before they go into uh, the promised land, the heaven, the celestial city, whatever uh, you would like to call it, home, right? And it's a uh, it's a picture of the the that final battle is a picture of um, a death and unbelief in the heart of the un of, of the uh, not the unbeliever but the believer and the pilgrim whatever you want to call it. There's a few. Um, I, I like the term pilgrim, obviously, as that's the uh, theme of this book. That this there's a a pilgrimage happening from this uh, from the point of being in a state of uh, destruction to where God would like us to be in, and that's in his prepared place for us. Uh, so in this final chapter, uh, there's this um, struggle that Christian specifically has had to um, overcome, and that's just the the death has, has this, has brought this fear into his life. And so it's it's not as if he's his faith isn't there, but at the same time he's becomes really aware of this the his inability his his uh, sinful state, and it's causing him to think about all the this time of death is causing him to think about all the times he's let uh, God down, all the times that he's failed, and. Fortunately for him, he has a a brother that reminds him of all the promises that God has given to uh, his children uh, in death. So it says, and then I saw in my dream that Christian was in a muse a while, to whom also hopeful added this word, Be of good cheer, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. And we have a a note here from the author. He says, Jesus Christ is indeed the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning of our hope and the end of our confidence. We begin and end the p- Christian pilgrimage with him. And all our temptations and trials speak loudly and fully conform us, uh, confirm us to the truth of our Lord. Without me, ye can do nothing. John fifteen five, wow! How many times in our own life do we attempt to do something without Him, and He He reminds us so 
simply, without me, you can't do anything. And without, and with that, Christian broke out with a loud voice and said, Oh, I see him again. And he tells me, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Then they both took courage, and the enemy was, after that, as still as a stone until they were gone over. Mm. What's the reference there? I, I know that's a reference he's making there to Scripture. When thou passest through the waters. When thou passest. One of the things I've loved about going through the book has just been the all the opportunities to stop and and see scripture in a, in a better light. There we go. Let's see if anything comes up. Uh, this is Isaiah 43, 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Mm. And then they both took courage, and the enemy was after that as still as a stone until they were gone over. Christian, therefore, presently found ground to stand upon, and so it followed that the rest of the river was but shallow, and thus they got over. Now upon the bank of the river on the other side, they saw the two shining men again, who were waited for them, who were there waited for them. Wherefore, being come out of the river, they saluted them, saying, We are ministering spirits, sent forth to minister to those that shall be heirs of salvation. Thus they went along toward the gate. Uh, now you must note that the city stood upon a mighty hill, but the pilgrims went up that hill with ease, because they had these two men to lead them upon. Uh, their, they had these uh, two men to lead them up by the arms. Uh, they had likewise left the mortal garments behind them in the river, for they went in without... For they... For though they went in with them, they came out without them. They therefore went up here with much agility and speed, though the foundation was, uh, though the foundation upon which their city was framed was higher than the clouds. And they therefore went up through the sweetie, through the regions of the air, sweetly talking as they went, being comforted because they safely got over the river and had such glorious companions to attend them. Uh, this is um, a note here from the author. He says, Ah, Christian, none can conceive or describe what it is to live in a state separate from a body of sin and death. Of such a state, in some happy, high-favored moments, we have had a glimpse and a foretaste and could realize it by faith. Oh, for more and more of this, till we possess and enjoy it in all of its fullness. If Jesus be so sweet to faith below, who can tell what he is in full fruition above? To know this, we must die. Mm. How true that is. The, the dying daily is a picture of the day that we die forever to ourselves and leave this, what did he call it? mortal garments behind. Mm. That's all this is. The talk they had with the shining ones was about the glory of that place, who told them that the beauty and glory of it was inexpressible. There, said they, is the Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, the innumerable company of angels and the spirits of just men made perfect.
Mm. The heavenly Jerusalem. There's another reference to scripture, I believe. Let's see. Yep. Uh, Hebrews 12:22. But ye are coming to Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the f- church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Hmm. Wow. I could spend some more time on that, but to get back in uh, the story here, you are going now, said they, to the paradise of God, wherein you shall see the tree of life and eat of the never-fading fruits thereof. And when you come here, you shall have white robes given you, and your walk and talk shall be every day with the king, even all the days of eternity. There you shall not see again such things as you saw when you were in the lower region upon the earth, to it sorrow, sickness, affliction, and death, for the former things are passed away. You are now going to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to the prophets, men that God hath taken away from the evil to come, and that are now resting upon their beds, each one walking in in his uprightness. The men then asked, What must we do in the holy place? To whom it was answered, You must there receive the comfort of all your toil, and have joy for all your sorrow. You must reap what you have sown, even the fruit of all your prayers, and the tears and sufferings for the king by the way. In that place you must wear crowns of gold, and enjoy the perpetual sight and vision of the Holy One. For there you shall see him as he is. There also you shall serve him continually with praise, shouting, and thanksgiving, whom you desire to serve in the world, though with much difficulty because of the infirmity of your flesh. There your eyes shall be delighted with seeing, your ears with hearing, and the pleasant voice of the Mighty One. There you shall enjoy your friends again that are gone thither before you, and there you shall with joy receive even every one that follows into the holy place after you, There also you shall be clothed with glory and majesty and be put into an uh, equipage fit to ride out with the king of glory. I don't know what that word means. Let's see here. Can I see if I can look up this word equipage? I've never heard of that word. Yeah, the definition there it is the equipment for a particular purpose, uh, a carriage and horses with attendants. The equipment for a particular purpose. Nice. There you shall also be clothed with glory and majesty and put into an equipage fit to ride out with the king of glory. When he shall come with a sound of trumpets in the clouds as upon the wings of the wind, you shall come with him, and when he shall sit upon the throne of judgment, you shall sit with him. Yea, and when he shall pass sentence upon all the workers of iniquity, let them be angels of men. You shall also have voice in that judgment, because they were his and your enemies. 
Also, when he shall again return to the city, ye shall go too, and with the sound of a trumpet, with the sound of trumpet, and be ever with him. Now, while they were draw thus drawing towards the gate, behold, a company of the heavenly host came out to meet them, to whom it was said by the other two shining ones, These are the men that have loved our Lord when they were in the world, and that have forsaken all for his holy name. And he hath sent us to fetch them, and we have brought them thus far on their desired journey, that they may go in and look their Redeemer in the face with joy. Thus, uh, thus the, uh, then the heavenly host gave a great shout, saying, Blessed are they that are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. There came out also at this time to meet them several of the king's trumpeters, clothed in white and shining raiment, who with melodious noises and loud, made even with their heavens, made even the heavens echo with their sound. These trumpeters saluted Christian and his fellow with ten thousand welcomes from the world, and this they did with shouting and sound of trumpet. This done, this done, they compassed them round about on every side. Some went before and some behind, and some on the right hand and some on the left, as it were to guard them through the upper regions, continually sounding as they went with melodious noise and notes on high, so that the sight was to them that could behold it as if heaven itself was come down to meet them. Thus, therefore, they walked on together, and as they walked ever and anon these trumpeters, even with joyful sound, would, by mixing their music with looks and gestures, still signify to Krishna's company how welcome they were into their company. And with what gladness they came to meet them. And now were these two men, as it were, in heaven, uh, before they came at it, being swallowed up with the sight of angels and with the hearing at their melodious notes. Here also they had the city itself in view. And though and they thought they heard all the bells therein to ring to welcome them thereto. But above all, the warm and joyful thoughts that they had about their own dwelling there was such company, and that for ever and ever... Oh, what tongue or pen can their glorious joy be expressed? Thus they came up to the gate. Mm. We have a note. Uh, it says here, Though Mr. Bunyan had been very happy in this spirited description, yet were he alive, I'm sure he would not be offended were I to say that it is short and faint, infinitely so, of the reality. And were he permitted to come in person and give another description, he could only say what the prophet and apostle tell us, that neither eye hath not seen nor ear hath heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them who love them. Oh, for an increase of faith to behold more clear the heavenly vision, and for love to Jesus Christ, the God of our salvation, that we, have may, that we may have more of heaven in our souls even while we are pilgrims here on this earth, for none but those who love him on earth can enjoy him in heaven. Mm. Wow. Amen. Well, that, that right there is just enough to think about. I'm going to go, there's one smaller uh, paragraph here, and I'll read that and then save the rest for uh, tomorrow. It says, Now when they were come up to the gate, there was written over it in letters of gold, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they might have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. 
I know that's a reference to scripture, but I don't know where. Life. Looks like there's a uh, Revelations twenty, uh, twenty-two. Where is that at? Twenty-two fourteen. This is right after Christ says, "I and behold, I come quickly. My reward is with them to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last." Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Mm. Yeah, so that's a direct reference to Revelations 22, uh, 14. A, a note here from the author, he says, Let us not imagine from hence that our keeping of the commandments entitles us by way of right or claim to God's favor and kingdom. If that's what you're thinking right away, just don't don't imagine that. For this is subs- this is subversive of faith in Jesus, hope in the gracious promises which are in Him, and reliance in His atonement and righteousness, through which alone our right and title comes freely and is secured eternally, according to free grace, gift and grant, but right. Here signifies power or privilege, as in John one twelve. To as many as received Christ, to them gave you power, right, in this case, this power, this right or privilege, to become the sons of God, even to them who believe in his name. I've been, at some points I know this, I've been notes from the author, but specifically that last note where it's written as if... Uh, Mr. Bunyan, if he could write this again when he was alive, would have said it, would have uh, confirmed the truth of Isaiah uh, f- uh, 64, verse 4, um, and 1 Corinthians 2, 9, that eye hasn't seen and no ear has heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them who love them. I believe that is a... Uh, I'm curious because I've I've seen Bunyan write a few times where he was definitely talking about himself, but he was writing it in third person. So I don't know if that's the case here, or if um, this has who it was that wrote this specifically. But regardless, the truth remains uh, that this, uh, especially like a verse here where "Blessed are they that do His commandments." This is more of a this is the privilege. This is the power. Uh, the right um, to be able to live this way. It's not living this way that earns you any type of um, favor or earns you entrance into the kingdom. But this, this is this is what follows the faith and the hope and the reliance in His atonement and righteousness, and knowing that our right and title comes freely, uh, according to free grace, gift, and grant. It's not easy, I believe, sometimes for human minds to immediately comprehend because we, we want it to be one way or one or the other. And it's over and over reminded to us that it's one, that it's one and the same. 
and it's hard to comprehend how it's one and the same. Um, but we know that it is. But anyways, at this point, uh, the story continues, and and the journey uh, as he walks and he sees Enoch and Moses and Elijah and all these things. And but we'll, uh, for sake of time, this morning, um, stop here and continue in the morning. And I've been, I've been enjoying this, enjoy this part of the story. But anyways, I hope you have too, and uh, Lord willing, we'll see you uh, tomorrow in the morning. I'll take care. God bless.